0: streamers. So on this week's episode, it is going to be about grief and it's just me today. So, this is going to be a very personal, very deep episode. So if it is too much for you, you do not have to listen because I'm <laughs> I'm already nervous talking about this. Um but I think it's very important and I think it's very needed for myself and anyone else who has struggled with grief and before I get started and I want to mention trigger warnings so there are going to be mentions of suicide and suicidal thoughts so like I mentioned in the last episode losing my grandfather was the first serious loss that I experienced and I was 23 when he passed so he passed on april 20th 2021 and it was very unexpected he was in the hospital he was dealing with a lot of things with his body like his heart um his lungs but we did not expect this at all he was supposed to come out of the hospital and he just never did So when he passed, I was at home. I was getting ready for bed. It was around, I want to say like eight or nine. And my mom called me. She was sobbing. She was telling me that her father just passed. And she was like rambling, saying that she has to call my dad. I was very frantic. And I told her, I was like, mom, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. I had, I ran upstairs. My dad was already sleeping. And I told him that papa just passed away and he was very frantic himself and he said I got to call Nick which is my brother I have two brothers and we got dressed and we went over to my uncle's house which is where my mom was where they found out the news and it was very for me it was very weird like i felt very out of place because everybody was crying and everybody was hugging and and just it was very emotional And I was not emotional at all. I think I was just kind of still in shock. When I heard about it and seeing everyone just kind of made me feel really uncomfortable, honestly. After we left my uncle's house, my brother and his girlfriend took me home and my mom, my dad, my uncle, and my mom's cousin went to the hospital to say goodbye i was home alone at the time this was maybe around like 10 11 at night at this point point. and i was having an anxiety attack because i was having all these emotions that i didn't know what to do and i didn't like that i was home alone and i told my friend at the time and she was like if you need to talk you can call me so i probably spent like half an hour just talking to her because uh, my mind was just spinning again it was the first serious loss that I experienced and I was home alone and I didn't know what to do with myself so we spoke on the phone which helped me tremendously like she really helped calm me down we're talking about like boys and just you know like girl stuff but she really really helped me throughout that process around that time i experienced a lot of anger so around this time i started seeing my therapist again because like i said i was dealing with a lot of anger and i didn't know how to process that anger i didn't know how to process this grief i'm not an angry person i don't even know how to deal with anger um i'm not a hateful person like i don't know how to deal with those emotions and mostly I was really angry because my mom was already dealing with so much where my brothers and my dad wasn't really helping her like I thought that they were going to step up and do what they need to do to help ease her and they weren't doing that which again made me so angry because I'm like mom's mom just lost her father and you're not helping that was very hard to deal with and i want to say maybe a couple months after my grandfather passed my mom's voice that phone call, kind of stayed with me for a very very long time i think granted i've only been through two serious losses in my life but i feel like any loss you experience whether it's unexpected or an expected loss. It's traumatic. For me, I didn't expect my grandfather to pass. I didn't expect my brother to pass. So it's very sudden. I want to say when you lose someone, again, whether it's expected or not expected, it's a traumatic experience that you go through. So during the funeral, actually, I want to say this during the funeral was really, really hard because it was all of my family members and we were in a line and it was my mom's siblings were in the front and like everybody else was kind of like in the back and we had like a walkthrough where we walk in and around this time i was also deal i was also crying a lot uh i spent a lot of time outside i also saw a lot of animals around this time too like right after he passed i think i saw like a deer or two that night and then there was like a bug on the door and me being me i would say i'm spiritual so i thought that oh maybe this deer is papa like maybe that's my grandfather or the little ladybug on my door maybe that's him maybe that's him like making sure i got home okay and whenever i was outside i will listen to music and i would just cry and there'll be like this strong wind pass by and i was like maybe that's him you know, maybe that's him saying he's okay. And I think thinking of, I guess, maybe the afterlife or thinking of someone that passed in that way is very beautiful to look at. But anyway, going back to the funeral, it was really, really hard for me because, and this is just me and the way that I took everything, but I feel like everybody had somebody. And here I was, you know, grieving my grandfather. I, I I didn't I couldn't go to my mom because she was dealing with it so that was very hard for me because I'm so close to my mom and I remember I think it was maybe towards the end where everybody started to go up and say goodbye I think it was maybe my cousin or my brother's girlfriend that asked me if I want to go up and I was like no I don't I don't want to do that and i ended up doing it anyway with my cousin maybe a couple minutes or a couple hours after and then we went up again as a family um and this is where my eldest brother the brother that passed away he was there and my grandfather was in i want to say maybe the vietnam war i could be wrong but he was in the army and my brother who was in the air force came in full uniform did the whole like flag folding like he he did everything um which was kind of beautiful that he did that for our grandfather and i remember we went up to my grandfather and uh, it's like it's it feels so long ago but i think my dad was telling me something and i think i just broke down and i was hugging him and i was crying and i wanted to say something after i after i stopped crying but by the time i like got away from my father's chest and i looked around there were people waiting so it felt very abrupt like i didn't really get to say goodbye the way i wanted to um, because it was just it was so fast and I didn't have any time to really process it so dealing with that was very hard and again it was like my first serious loss I was feeling all these emotions I didn't know what to do with them at the time and what I also want to mention is so my grandfather's wife started to give away some of his some of his um things some of his uh, belongings I want to say maybe a couple months after he passed and something that me and him had in common was photography like he had a little I think it I had a a Canon camera and I think he had a Sony camera he always brought it around like holidays or like graduations anything that we did as a family he would always bring his camera and always just take pictures and then he'll like edit it or like make it really funny and put us in like the grand canyon um <laughs> things like that so after he passed his wife ended up giving me the camera and this is after i graduated school for photography i haven't i didn't touch my digital camera for a very long time and the fact that i had my grandfather's camera and everything that came with it like the bag and the chargers and all that stuff it was very hard for me i didn't i couldn't even touch his camera i couldn't even like look at his camera without crying and i want to say now like two years from that i just picked up his camera and i just started using it and it took me two years to finally get to somewhat of a good place to not cry and actually be happy when i Grab his camera when I use his camera, and it's something I know that he would have wanted me to do. You know, like I feel like he would have wanted me to have his camera, and the fact that I got it means so much to me to the point where, like, I want to use his camera more and I want to figure out how it works because I don't know how it works. It's a new camera for me, and I have we have some pictures in the house of him um and my mom has like a little memorial um set up in our dining room of him and my brother and my brother of course has a lot more things um all his awards and everything but that was a very very hard time and even after he was gone there were moments where i was in his apartment and it felt weird like i thought he was just gonna turn around the corner and he used to call me like missy it felt really weird because i'm so used to seeing him on holidays christmas or thanksgiving like those were holidays that he loved so much and not having him there it's weird like i expect him to walk through the door and i still kind of feel that way now even though we haven't really had like a massive family thanksgiving or christmas it's very weird and then i want to go more into my brother because there's a lot that i want to say about him and everything that i have gone through and kind of still experience after he passed so my brother oh you guys i'm so nervous i feel like i'm gonna cry so my brother passed away on november 28th 2022 by suicide um wow (laughs) just saying that is really hard for me to say i know that he passed that way but like verbally saying it is really really hard for me so when we found out i was at work and it was maybe eight nine in the morning and I have an Apple Watch so I saw that my mom was calling me and in my head I'm like Mom I'm working like you know I can't pick up the phone. I thought that was weird. I think I texted her afterwards and I was like what's going on? And then my dad called me and my dad never really calls me. So this automatically sent me into anxiety. So I ran back to like where my where the break room is in our job and I picked up the phone and he just said live come home like live you need to come home and i kept telling him like what's going on and he just kept saying like you need to come home just come home and i was so frantic i ended up going to my manager and telling her like i'm so sorry i have to leave right now i don't know what's going on but my dad's telling me i need to go home so she was like yeah of course so i had to order a lift and my brother's girlfriend called me and she was like do you know what's going on and i was like no i have no idea what's going on i remember sending natalie a voice note that day telling her what was going on and i was so anxious because you guys i honestly thought it was my grandparents that passed so like Having to go home and deal with like some type of news in that like capacity was really really hard. And the lift drive was so fucking long, you guys. It was so fucking long. I was so anxious. I'm even anxious now talking about it. But I got home and I went through the back door. And as soon as you come up the stairs, there's like a little bathroom and then the kitchen. And my mom was sobbing and she went into the bathroom and i looked at my dad and i was like oh my god like what is it and i think my dad took my bag and put it down and then he grabbed my hand and <sighs> wow this is really hard um he told me that i'm not gonna say exactly the words that he said but he's going he told me that my brother passed by suicide and he couldn't even really say it. He just sobbed while he was saying it. And um as soon as he told me, I was like, No, 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 no. Like this is not real. Um and he pulled me into a hug and I just kept saying no, 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 no. And my mom told me that my aunt was in the living room. So I went over to my aunt and she hugged me. She's like, Liv, I'm so sorry And um we had a bunch of family members come to the house that day. And nobody knew what was going on Um, my mom and dad decided to tell them once they got to the house and when I tell you that I was so completely removed that day I didn't feel anything I was completely just gone Um, and having to deal with so many people crying so many people telling me that they are so sorry I to this day I still don't like when people do that but I do that sometimes when people pass like I don't know what to say but having people tell me that like I don't know what to do with that and there was a moment where my uncle and this is my mom's brother he was coming up to the house and my aunt was like wait for him to come inside and then tell him because he might just run away and my dad Oh, you guys, I remember it like it was yesterday. My dad grabbed him and told him, and they basically were pinned against the wall. My dad was sobbing. And I don't think I've ever heard my dad cry that much. We had to wait for two, like, US soldiers to come from a nearby um, base to basically give us a letter saying that he passed. And we were waiting for hours, and um, it was. It was a very long day and my brother's girlfriend was so nice because she kept checking up on me making sure that I was okay I think it was maybe this day that Natalie came over and my friend Anissa came over I don't know but that night after everybody left it was just me my mom and my dad and I think my mom decided to sleep um, in the living room and my dad decided that he was gonna sleep in the living room so I was like, you know what? I'll sleep in the living room too because I don't want to go up and kind of be on the second floor by myself. And we didn't really sleep that much. I was still in complete denial and complete numbness. I don't know what time it was, but I remember I woke up and I heard my mom sobbing. And I don't remember if my dad was up or if he was just getting up, but I ran upstairs. And my mom was in one of the guest rooms and she was sobbing and she was rocking herself back and forth and i grabbed her and i hugged her and i was like i know mom i know and just alone having to hear your mother cry the way my mom was crying is very hard it was very very hard to deal with so after that we got dressed and we decided to go for a walk so we walked over to my uncle's house And they were talking about the funeral and everything and i think this was the 29th and crazy crazy enough i had a therapy appointment that day and we were walking back and i was wearing my brother's sweater which i'm currently wearing right now and i don't know what happened but i finally lost it and My mom had to like stop and hug me and I told her that I just don't believe it. I just I I don't believe it. Once we got home my aunt ended up coming over and they were going to go over like funeral arrangements and buying flowers and all this stuff and my mom was like well that's good that you have a therapy appointment and I was like yeah because I really need to talk to my therapist about this. So I went upstairs and I told her and that was really hard. And she, you know, she said that that she was so sorry. And she was like, Liv, I know how much you, mo- you loved your brother. Of course, I cried a lot. I think after the therapy appointment, I think I decided to go upstairs and take a nap. I was still wearing my brother's sweater. So I decided to go take a nap because I was so emotionally drained. I was laying in bed and I was sleeping and I felt this hand on my shoulder and it was very light but it felt like somebody's hand was on my shoulder you guys and i woke up and i looked around and no one was there and i remember waking up going downstairs and telling my dad and it was very weird so again my brother was in the air force so we had a bunch of air force members come into the house and kind of help us with funeral service and my brother lived in virginia so he was working on the hampton air force base so my mom got a call from my brother's boss basically saying that they are going to do a walk in his honor and that she would like us to come and at first, there was only two tickets for my mom and dad. And my mom was like, can you make that four for her for his brother and sister? So she was like, yes, we could totally do that. Well, you know, she arranged everything for us. And this was, I want to say, maybe a week after or maybe two weeks after he passed. So we went to the airport. We got everything together and we flew only like an hour flight to virginia and crazy enough one of my brother's best friends was picking us up my brother also had a podcast i think they only had maybe four episodes and his co-host was picking us up so meeting him was really really nice and we actually ended up staying on the air force base being there was really weird they had like a bunch of things planned for my parents or for us as soon as we got in there were like two um like fruit baskets or just baskets with like chocolate and things like that and there was a letter everyone that kind of knew my brother wrote in it so me and my brother had to stay in a room together and we haven't stayed in a room together since we were probably kids um and there was two twin beds so he took one I took one and we ended up going out to eat with some of my brother's coworkers and some of his friends like of course like me who knows my brother like you can see that he fit in with this group like you can tell that he got along with this group so that was really nice um the second day was the walk and my brother was a Mets a Mets fan so everybody got dressed in Mets gear um, and again my brother's friend was like our sh- our chaperone so he picked us up from the hotel and he took us to where the walk is that itself was kind of emotional this was also the first time that I was going to be seeing my nephew and my sister-in-law since the news and when we got out of the car when I tell you it was at least a hundred people or maybe even more than 100 people standing together everybody was wearing Metz gear i'll probably put a picture on my instagram about it but it was so overwhelming that my brother had so many people that cared about him so many people that loved him so many people that were there for him and seeing my nephew my mom was like hysterically crying because my nephew was basically like my brother's mini me but we did the walk and the walk was really really beautiful again to hear stories about my brother was very emotional because he had so many people that loved him so many people that were there for him that night actually um that night that my brother passed there were people looking for him and one of the guys that we met actually went to his apartment and was actively trying to look for him because my brother turned his phone off that night and we didn't know any of this was happening until a couple days afterwards nobody told us like they couldn't find him he also passed on base for people that don't know passing on base is like basically unheard of we ended up meeting with osi which is basically like an investigation team that was investigating what happened to my brother they were asking us questions like when was the last time you spoke to him how did he sound when was the last time you saw him like what was he dealing with what was he like you know anything like that and i think i was the last person to speak it was very hard because my mom was like oh i spoke to him yesterday morning and my dad was like i was talking to him that night about sports and my brother was like oh i spoke to him maybe a couple days before talking about sports and they went over to me and the last time that i texted my brother was on his birthday and he was dealing with some stuff that day and he wanted to have his kid and he wasn't able to, to have his son with him. And my brother, Nick, texted me and was saying, why don't we text him and say how much we love him and say how much we care about him and let him know that he has people here. I texted him a massive, massive text basically saying how much I love him and how much he means to me and you know that i feel like my brother basically raised me and he was my best friend he meant so much to me and i basically texted him that i told him that he's not alone and that he has people that care about him and that i miss him and i want him to come home um and a couple days after we got back home i found out that when he read those text messages especially mine and my brother's that he was crying it just meant so much to me and i remember my dad (laughs) my dad like hugged me and he was like he read your message like he cried that's how much your message meant to him my brother was just going through so much that it was very overwhelming i think he was just dealing with a lot of stuff that was going on in his personal life in his work life And he didn't know how to deal with it. But I also wanna say, my brother was also seeing a life coach. So he was seeing someone, he was trying to better his life, he was trying to prepare when he was gonna come out of the Air Force. Like he was trying, he was actively trying to get better and trying to make a future for himself. So after the interview with OSI, we went back to the hotel room. And my brother's friend sat us down and told us a few things that we didn't know about. Of course, you know, since he passed the way that he passed, there's a lot that we did not know of. And there's still a lot that we have been finding out months later. So when we were in the airport about to go on our flight to Virginia, I told my mom and I told my brother about the hand that I felt on my shoulder knowing that the third morning that we were there my brother asked me he was like Liv when you felt the hand on your shoulder like how did it feel he was like what side was it on my brother got up he came over, came over to me and he said lay on your side I had my back to him and he put his hand on my shoulder and he was like was it like that and I said yes that's exactly how it felt and my brother said that he felt that last night and it was like my brother was there you know but after we got back it was really just hard I remember I stayed in bed a lot was crying a lot and um it took us three weeks to get my brother home and once we got him home we were actually able to meet the casket when it came off the plane so the whole way there was extremely nervous and I don't know I thought it was going to be like one of those moments that you see on the movies when a soldier that has died in like combat comes home and it's like that gray airplane and there's a flag over like the coffin and it comes down like that whole thing that's how i thought it was going to be but it wasn't like that at all it was actually on a regular plane and my cousin who's currently in the air force was with him the whole time and we were able to see him come off and go in the hearse and we were able to go up to the hearse and you know touch the coffin and everything and that was very hard it was another moment for me that it was real you know, and that was hard. A few days after my brother passed, a lot of people were already going to his Instagram and going to his Facebook and already sending I can't believe it it's you go you're gone too soon, all those type of messages which at the time made me and I think my mom I think my whole family actually was really mad at that time because we haven't even had a chance to deal with the loss. And here are people that we don't, we don't even know how they knew are already posting on his Instagram and posting on his his Facebook, letting other people know where my mom, I think at that time, didn't really get a chance to tell people. And um, when my mom first started telling people, there were certain people that she told exactly what happened and there were certain people that she didn't tell exactly what happened because in my mind if you're not a family member or a family friend or a friend you don't need to know how he passed that's none of your business that's none of your concern and around this time i had i want to say maybe two people asked me how he passed which it just seems so fucking disrespectful it's none of your business why do you need to know who are you to him you're nobody so you don't need to know i apologize that this is all over the place anyway after we were able to get my brother home i texted my general manager at the time and i I asked him if i can go to work so i could talk to him and i was out of work i want to say maybe for like a month maybe it was i think a month or three weeks i don't remember but I went to work I was wearing my brother's sweater again and talking to him was very weird I was le- basically letting him know that you know the funeral was coming up I was telling him all this stuff and he was just listening and I was so anxious just telling him that and he basically was like live like whatever you need like don't worry about coming back too soon like however long you need to take just take your time and um came back home i texted natalie i texted my friend anisa my department manager and my general manager the details of the funeral with that was another extremely hard day so the funeral oh my god you guys i'm so nervous we all one by one walked up to my brother and it was very hard for me. Oh my God, I'm trying to recap the funeral. I don't think I really went up to him and like said goodbye because he didn't look like himself and he didn't feel like himself. He didn't feel like my brother. He didn't look like my brother. So I went over to, to sit down and my brother's friend sat down. I think next to me, he was like, he was like, live little sis, like I'm here for you. He was like, You're okay? I said, Yeah, I'm okay And, you know, more people started to trickle in and there was a little slideshow and that was also really hard to watch because there was pictures of me and my brother that I've never seen. And I was twenty five when I lost my brother. So like these images I've never seen in my life. And I was holding my aunt's hand. I was waiting for my cousins to come and as soon as they came it felt like i had my people but then it also felt like i did not i felt like it sounds so stupid but i felt so alone at the funeral and that's how i felt at my grandfather's funeral like my brother had his girlfriend and my cousin had his girlfriend and like you know they had people there for them where i felt like i didn't really have a lot of people it wasn't until natalie came that was like okay like i have somebody there for me no, actually, before Natalie came, my general manager and my department manager came. And that was a shock. I wasn't expecting them to come. My brother's girlfriend took me out because I think I started crying. She was like, do you want some air? And I said, yeah, I want some air. So we both went outside. And um, that's when I officially lost it. I started sobbing and she was hugging me and I was telling her how hard it was for me to hear my mom cry like she was crying because she was uncontrollably sobbing and I feel like for any kid to have to watch your mom go through that like this was a whole nother level of you know my grandfather passed. like this was so different and it was extremely extremely hard for me to watch her and I'm so thankful that my brother's girlfriend allowed me to have my moment and she was hugging me and she was you know holding me because and I still deal with this I couldn't go to my mom at that time because my mom was just dealing with the loss of her son and after my brother passed and I hope this makes sense after my brother passed it was like I became that six-year-old little girl again who needed her mommy to hug her and tell and tell her that everything's going to be okay. And I didn't have that. Um and that's something that I've dealt with in therapy where I was constantly battling my 25-year-old self also dealing with like my 6-year-old self because my 6-year-old self just lost her older brother. She just lost her second father figure. She just lost her best friend. Whereas older me lost her older brother. She lost that version that I knew so well. Because once he was in the Air Force, he became really, really distant. And um, it was just never the same after that. Whenever we would go to visit him, it would take him a while to kind of warm up and be comfortable around us, which was really hard for me and I remember the day that he left for boot camp you guys like it was yesterday I was crying hysterically that day too and that was that was really the first day that we lost him and I just found it really hard to find a way to talk to him and at this time again like he was going through so much and he was dealing with so much that I don't think he knew exactly how to communicate love because he he was going through and he was so removed around this time i've dealt with a lot of anger because the air force i don't i don't want to really put blame on the air force but i am they were telling us very conflicted things when we had a group of people come to the house and help us with the funeral um we were told that he was in full uniform when we met with osi in Virginia, they told us, no, he was in full civilian clothes. And there were some other little things that I don't really remember that pissed me off about the way that they were going about things. This is supposed to be the Air Force. This is supposed to be, you know, an army that fights for our country. And here they are not having the fucking answers as to what my brother was wearing when he passed. It was very conflicting because it was like no he was here but he actually wasn't here or no he was wearing this but he was actually wearing this like what how do you guys not know what the fuck is going on you know so dealing with that was very hard and so going back to the funeral they did the whole um 21 gun salute and they did the flag over the coffin and the the ceremony of the fold folding the flag and handed that to my parents handed that to my brother's wife handed that to my nephew and towards the end of it they closed the coffin and um this was towards the end of the night Anissa asked me if i wanted to go up one last time and there weren't a lot of people around so i was like you know what yes and i asked her to come with me because I didn't want to do this alone. And I went up to the coffin and I put my hand on there and I kept rubbing it. And for the second time, well, actually, no, in the third time in the funeral, I lost it. The second time was when they were doing the 21 gun salute. I was basically holding Anissa's arm and having my head on her shoulder. Because every bullet that went out scared me to the point where I was actually like shaking and also crying at that time. But going back to me and my brother, I was rubbing it and uh, I just want to say how much how much I love Anissa because she was really, really there for me the whole time. And she was like rubbing my shoulder or rubbing my back and... I told her that I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want to leave him. I wanted to stay there with him. And as morbid as this sounds, because I still sometimes feel this way. I wish I could have went with him. Because... Having to deal with something that close to you and having to now live without him is really hard. And I, I don't even know how, how I made it to this year because <laughs> there were so many moments where whenever I was unhappy or whenever I was depressed or sad, I thought about him and nothing in this world would ever make me more happier if i was with him i know that i would be my happiest if i was with him again like yes towards the end of his life i didn't really speak to him and i was told that whatever i say about my brother isn't true because we didn't speak and that's not true my brother meant the absolute world to me he was my (laughs) he was my best friend he helped me through he helped me through so much when I was dealing with my eczema. He would grab my wrist whenever I was having like an itch attack. He would take me to doctor's appointments. He would take me to school. He would bring me my glasses if I forgot my glasses. Whenever he had to take me to school, I would come down, he'd be laying on the couch with SpongeBob on and we would watch SpongeBob together, you guys. He was my absolute best friend. So my family is the type of family that like that likes to goof on each other and it was always it was always me and him against my mom me and him against my dad me and him against nick and it was always me and him and he you guys he would make me laugh so much he would make me laugh so much like it was basically his job and he was getting paid to make me laugh because he would do silly silly things like if we were having dinner in the living room you know we were watching a movie together or a show together and i was sitting on one end And he was sitting on the other. And my dad was in between us. He would make faces at me. And then whenever I would look look at him. He would be like totally serious. And then whenever I wasn't looking at him. He would make faces at me. And there were moments where. I will be listening to music. And he'll come in and just start dancing. He was just that type of brother. And I knew that he was going to be there for me. And when I lost him. I lost all of the possibilities that go with him. I lost the possibility of reconnecting with him. I lost the possibility of me ever meeting any of his future kids. Of him meeting any of my kids. If I ever have kids. I lost the possibility of him possibly walking me down the aisle. Um, because I honestly thought about that so much. Where if I were to ever get married I wanted him to walk me down the aisle that's how much he meant to me and it's been really really hard like i said i've been on medication and it took me a while for me to admit that i needed medication and to admit that i needed help it did help me for a little bit and then i think it stopped helping me but also around this time i started a grief journal because again like like i mentioned in the beginning of this episode when you lose someone, you have so many emotions that you don't know. You don't know how to process them. So, I started a grief journal, and I remember telling my therapist and she was like that's such a good idea. That's such a smart idea. And I want to recommend this to anyone that has either lost someone or is currently going through grief or or in the future if you lose someone, I recommend getting a journal an empty journal and dedicating that to that person because my grief journal is for my brother whenever I miss my brother whenever I want to feel him I write to him and look you know what hold up let me get my journal real quick so my grief journal I write it in days so like whenever I like if I write it today it'll be like day 24 and then I'll And then the next day that I write, it'll be day 25. So I write it like that. And then I also write the day that I wrote it. So right now, the first page is day one, December 17th, 2022. And I say, I've been having a lot of emotions lately that I don't know what to do with. I'm, I'm mad most of the time, mad at the Air Force and how they have been handling everything. But I think I'm mostly mad at you. I'm mad at you for leaving me. You weren't supposed to leave me yet. You were supposed to be here for me so we can get closer. You were supposed to be here to meet my boyfriend. You were supposed to be here. Be here to see me as the woman I grew up to be. You were supposed to be here for my possible wedding. Possibly walk me down the aisle. You robbed me of all of that. You were supposed to be here. Not there. You robbed me of so much you robbed me of having hope hope that you would come back into my life and be my big bro my best friend you took that hope away that the three of us would be together and close you weren't supposed to leave me yet i wasn't ready i'm still not ready i don't know how i'm supposed to do this how am i supposed to survive this you broke me you broke my heart how am i supposed to repair this i don't know how to live like this you weren't supposed to leave me not yet not like this and i go on to say how much it hurts um and when i tell you this you guys like this this book every day that i write to him is pages like two to three pages it's hard for me to write in but i feel like it's also really good for me because it helps me kind of process and then day two is december 18th where i write i feel drained i didn't sleep the whole night probably got three hours of sleep and i'm tired i'm so tired i don't know what to do anymore i haven't been sleeping and i think if i'm sleeping it's not a lot all i want all i wanted to do last night was to sleep and never wake up because all i want to do is to be with you all i want to do is be with you to see you feel your hug hear your laugh to our special handshake i want to hug you and never let go and i go into how his hugs make me feel um i don't know if anybody has this person where whenever you hug them you just feel so safe and secure i would say and that hug was my brother like i would say my brother and my mom like whenever i hug them i feel safe i should i feel secure i still am trying to process this this all sometimes feels like a horrible dream just a few months after i lost my brother and i think i still kind of deal with this today people will talk to me about what's going on in their life part of me honestly does not give a fuck i i've never verbally told someone that and I've also never really mentioned it out loud and I grew very agitated the first couple of months especially with going back to work I feel like I went back to work too early to the point where everything bothered me I didn't want to hear customers complaining I didn't want to hear coworkers complaining I didn't want to hear anybody talking I just wanted to go to work do what I needed to do and go home i didn't want to deal with anything and i still have moments like that and i feel so bad even saying it people will tell me or i would even ask them sometimes like what's going on in your life like how you you know how have you been like have you been how you doing like you know all that stuff and then there's a part of me that will like i guess disassociate while they're talking to the point where i don't care to hear it Again, I I was so mad at this time and in my head, I'm like, how dare you? How dare you complain to me about this one terrible thing that happened while I'm going through what I'm going through? There were multiple times that I couldn't stop crying. There were multiple times that I left work early. Who wants to be at work while they're sobbing their eyes out you know and there was also no real place for me to cry i just want to thank my coworkers who got me through that time oh my god i love them so much like whenever i needed a hug they were there to hug me and whenever i needed to talk to some of them about what was going on in my family they were there for me i didn't tell everybody at my job what happened i just told maybe like three people i don't know if anybody has ever thought like this if you do please let me know but whenever i was younger and i thought about losing someone that was so close to me like a family member or anything like that i thought that my family was going to be there for me i thought that we were going to get through it together and that's something and this is my personal experience that's something that did not happen everybody's there for you the first couple days And then they have to go back to work. They have to go back to school. They go back to their regular lives while we don't. While I don't, my mom doesn't, my dad doesn't, my brother doesn't. We don't get that. We have a new reality that we have to deal with. While everybody else gets to basically move on with their lives. People stop coming over. People stop sending food. They stop sending text messages. They stop calling and I want to say this because again it's almost been a year now and I want to say I think this is probably a testament to the type of person that I am and I also sometimes hate it after I lost my brother you guys I was texting my cousins to make sure that they were okay rather than them texting me why the fuck was I <laughs> texting other people like look again looking back on it now and I'm still very in the selfish way that i am of like you know especially with my brother like he left me why am i having to reach out to other people to make sure that they are okay when no one was texting me to see if i'm okay i just lost my brother that's something that i'm still dealing with because i thought family was going to be there for you a lot of people weren't and again i'm in my very selfish mood where i know a relationship is 50 50 i know that you can always reach out and you can always you know reach out first and all this stuff again this is me being me where i'm like fuck you why do i have to reach out first i just lost my brother i don't want to there have been so many people that i have not spoken to since my brother's funeral and thinking about that is crazy And I, again, I have a lot of anchor towards family right now. Um, And when I think about family, I mostly think about the people that really helped me throughout this process. The people that were constantly there for me, like my coworkers were, like Natalie has been and continues to be, like how Anissa was. Those people, those people are my family. Because to me, family is people you don't leave behind and people you constantly check up on. And Natalie can contest to this and my coworkers and everybody that was there for me during that time can contest to this. My friends can vouch. I constantly told them that I love them and I would constantly show appreciation to them because that's something that i wanted to do and that's something i feel like i needed to do because i didn't do that so much with my brother again it's almost been a year now my mind goes split and half of my mind is like he's in virginia he's working oh he's deployed like he's busy and then half of my brain is like live no that's not even true that's not even close to being true it's been a really hard year and I want to mention that this is why this podcast this is why my business Happy Dreamers means so fucking much to me because I learned that my brother was a massive advocate for mental health in the Air Force, especially for his friends. He would advocate for their mental health. He would advocate for mental health in general. I feel like certain people that really know me know how much self-loving and self-care and mental health mean to me. So the fact that literally probably three months after my brother passed, I totally rebranded Happy Dreamers. And whenever I think of Happy Dreamers, I think of it as my brother's business because I want to carry out what he was doing. And I want to spread more awareness to mental health. And I want people to feel like they are not alone in this world there was a moment where i think it was after i launched the first collection which is let's heal together collection where i was really down on myself because i didn't get a lot of sales i felt like i was a failure and i felt like i was failing my brother um, and my coworker at the time was like, Liv, you're not failing your brother. And she was even telling me to really dive deep into that an anxious thought. And she was like, well, think about it. If you have to write it down and ask yourself, am I failing my brother? Think about it, are you? Or is that just some thought that popped in your head that's not true? I'm not failing my brother, but there are moments where I feel like I am because I'm carrying out something that he was doing and something that I wanna do is spread more awareness to mental health. So there are times where I didn't got I didn't get a lot of sales or I didn't get a lot of followers and even though that does not mean anything to me, there are moments where I feel like I'm failing him because I want this business and I can see it. I can see this business being so big and so successful and even when we released the first episode of the podcast and even the second episode of the podcast, seeing everybody's feedback brings me to tears because I think of my brother and I think about how proud he would be and how he wanted to do something like this. He even had an Instagram page called Motivational Monty, where he sh- where he posted videos of him talking about, you know, getting up early in the morning and working out and bettering yourself and reading. And that's something that i want to carry out for him this is why this business means so much to me because this business is in honor of him it's dedicated to him this is my business and this is my brother's business this is his this is going to be his legacy and i want people to remember him and know how much he did and it means that no one will forget him and he will continue to live on so i think I want to end this episode um, and I apologize if it was long. I apologize if it was scrambled. But I want to answer a question of how grief still affects me to this day. Um, With my grandfather, I want to say it doesn't affect me as much as it did the first year. I would say it affects me whenever I use his camera and that's not anything sad that i think about something really happy that i think about he used this camera he loved this camera so much so that's the only time that i really think about my grandfather and it brings me joy and with my brother i'm still really dealing with this and maybe i can do a, an update from a year from now and tell you guys how i'm doing but i would say it still affects me whenever I think about the business. Honestly, whenever I think about happy dreamers, um, or anything that I wanna release or anything that I want to talk about, it affects me because I think about him and I wish he was here to see it. I wish I was able to talk to him about it. It still affects me today whenever I have to hear about my nephew because I'm very worried about him and he is only, what, five or six now? And he was, I believe, four when my brother passed. And I want him to be okay. And I don't want him to be deeply affected by this, even though I feel like he will be. This affects me almost every day, honestly. Whenever my dad makes a joke, I was like, you know what? That sounds so much like my brother. It's a good, happy thought, because my brother was so goofy. So with my brother i deal i deal with it a lot more and it still affects me to this day like when i thought about possibly recording this episode and i mentioned it in the last episode that i sent natalie a voice note of me crying it was me talking about having to record this episode and i told her i know that this is my reality but there are also times where i feel like i still can't believe that this is my reality i still can't believe that this is real i still can't believe that this happened to me i still can't believe that this happened to my family and it's something that i don't know how long it's going to take me to be okay with and i didn't get to mention this before and i want to mention this now um that after my brother passed my dad pulled me aside and he pulled my brother aside and he told us to never do something like this because it'll be extremely hard for my parents to deal with and when my dad told me this I told my dad and this is probably like the most honest I think I've ever been with my dad is I told him that I've thought about suicide and this is something that I think I still kind of deal with to this day where I have had suicidal thoughts but I've never been close to acting upon any of them and the fact that my brother crossed that bridge is something that's hard for me to comprehend and my dad was like you should understand then you should understand what your brother was going through and i don't think i can because i've never been that dark I think I, I think whenever I'm depressed and then whenever I have those thoughts, I think I'm able to kind of... I don't know how, but I'm able to, to take myself away from that. And I'm able to take myself away from that thought. Even the first time I thought about f- self-harming, I couldn't even do it because I thought of my family. And I thought of my friends at the time. It's still hard for me to come to terms with. And again, this is someone who was seeing a life coach, was trying to better his life and he still passed by suicide. He spoke to classes about suicide and suicide prevention and I think it just goes to show you how dark suicide is and this is also something that I mentioned in the last podcast episode. It does not matter how good your life is. You can still struggle and you can still commit suicide and if you ever feel suicidal please reach out to someone please call a friend call your parents call a family member call your therapist if you're not seeing a therapist i highly recommend finding one because you are not alone i know it feels like you are and i know how lonely and how horrible it is because I have dealt with that this whole year I felt like I was alone and I know I'm not and my friends they remind me that I'm not alone and I want to say also how amazing they have been especially to Natalie and Anissa if you guys are listening I love you guys so much it takes me away from this feeling that I'm feeling it takes me away from my chest constantly feeling heavy it takes me away to remind myself that I have people that care about me and I am eternally grateful for the people that have constantly checked up on me that have constantly made sure that I'm okay to the people that constantly hang out with me and take me out of the house sometimes when I'm depressed or when I'm anxious. Like I am a homebody, I like to be home, And but there are also days where I can't stand being home for a number of days. So having friends that take you out of that and bring you somewhere else or bring you somewhere new to create these memories are so, I'm just endlessly, internally grateful for them. And I'm internally grateful for my coworkers. That really, really helped me during this time. And if you are listening to this, you know exactly who you are. I love you guys so, so much. I don't know what I would do without you. I don't know what I would do without my friends. I really don't want to cry again, but I don't know what I would do. I literally don't know where I would be without them and without their support, especially during this time. And I want to end this episode with if you have experience loss and if you feel okay to talk to me about it, feel free to leave a review or if you want you can DM us at Happy Dreamers or you can email us at happy dreamers at gmail Grief is something that isn't taught in school. I feel like for me, I feel like we learned about grief but we don't know exactly what it's like until it hits us there's so many stages and you weave in and out of those stages you don't go exactly to anger to denial or whatever the stages are you don't go straight through them like how i thought it was you weave in and out of them every single day so every day is something new every week is something new and i just want to say I feel like he'll be listening. Um I love you so much and I want to thank you for everything that you have done for me. And I will miss you every single day of my life. And I can't wait until I see you again and please visit me in my dreams because I miss you. So on that note, before I start crying again, I am going to end this episode and I want to thank you so much for listening because again, I know this episode is very deep. It's very personal. It's very emotional. So I want to thank you if you have listened to the whole thing and you're still here. Thank you so much. The next episode will be a little bit lighter. Um, I don't want all the episodes to be so deep and dark. So the next episode after this will be very light and lighthearted, which I'm excited for. Um, and I just wanna thank you guys for all your love and support over the past couple of weeks, over the past couple of months with Happy Dreamers. Thank you for following. Um, thank you if you bought a mug or a tote or a sticker or anything. Um, thank you if you left a review. Thank you if you followed Happy Dreamers or shared it on your instagram story like you guys don't know how much that tininess means to me cannot explain that enough so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and i will see you guys on the next episode bye